back to That's Orgasmic. You are joined by your host, sexologist, Emily Duncan. And today I am joined with Marissa Jane, who is the host of the podcast Selfish Sesh, which explores self-love, identity and relationships without all the bullshit. So welcome to That's Orgasmic. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super excited as well. And obviously you have your own podcast. And one thing I love about your podcast are the discussions around just navigating life and like you touch on so many topics from like dating, finding happiness to even things like anxiety, which I love that you talk about like alcohol and all those things because it's a part of our life. And one of the topics that I am super passionate about that I know you are as well is self-love. It's one of those like mystery things that we all want but we have no idea how to fucking obtain it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I would love to talk about that with you today and I guess to start with what is like your definition of self-love well it's funny because there are so many definitions for self-love out there and I think it is a really personal thing It, it is what it means to you when you look at like the dictionary it is to have high regard of your own well-being and happiness, which I think pretty much ticks the box. But the way that I look at, at it is it's knowing who you are deep down and at the core, knowing where you are going and who you want to be and actually liking that person and then taking care of that person too. Yeah, I love that. I, that's a great, great definition of self-love. <laughs> so I guess then like what is your journey been like in trying to I guess find self-love well I I think for me and you know many young women self-love hasn't always been easy and from a young age I've I've really struggled with low self-esteem I've had depression and anxiety from a really young age and loving myself although it seems like a really easy task hasn't always been easy and it got to a point where my my thoughts and my mind space were really dark and I knew I had to fix it. They, they're just, I couldn't live my life like that anymore. So, you know, you turn to the internet and you look for, you know, self-love podcasts and articles. And I think a lot of the time they can be a little bit woo-woo. They're not realistic. They're not how I live my life as, you know, a 20-year-old in Melbourne, single who likes to get on the piss and party. Like I couldn't Mm -hmm. relate to it. Mm -hmm. So that's when I kind of started this mission because I needed the help. I needed to learn how to love myself. I couldn't find stuff that I could relate to. And yeah, do I love myself every single day? Do I love my life every single day? Fuck no. Like it is an ongoing struggle. And I think one thing that we don't do well as humans is we go to the gym every day for our physical health. You know, we work on that. We want physical gains. We do not care about our mental health until it's like at the bottom of the pits, right? So I like to put in all these little different things, you know, every day to make sure that I love myself. I love who I am and my mental health is somewhat protected. That was a very winding answer, but there we go. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I love that. And I think that's something that's really important to touch on is like, doing things every day for your mental health because it's so true that it's not until you hit rock bottom or you're in a really shit space that you're like oh now I need to do something and Mm. it's so hard getting yourself out of that and starting to implement new things when you already feel shit 
like it's so hard to be like I'm gonna meditate and journal Mm. and finally go to the gym and do this this and this like it's so hard to then motivate yourself to do those things when you're in a shit headspace so setting good foundations makes such a big difference to then so when you do you know have those bad bad parts like you know how to tackle that a bit more or maybe I need to spend a little bit more time doing that but it's not something completely new and foreign to you exactly and I think too it's about recognizing those negative thought patterns like that's something I'm really good at now I'm not saying I never have negative thoughts or I can don't compare myself to people anymore that's that would be bullshit I wish I was like that but you know you know even the other day I was doing a Pilates class and straight away I looked at all the girls in Pilates and I'm like oh why do my legs not look like that my legs are not that skinny they're fucking strong and muscly but they don't look like that and then straight away I could notice that that was a really negative thought pattern and I could have gone down two ways and gone okay shit I'm just gonna drink juice for the next two weeks because I want my legs to look like that or I need to up my gym classes or whatever or what I did was go okay yeah their bodies look really different to mine but there's someone over there who looks a bit more like me or there's someone over there who you know her legs are so strong and muscly like maybe that's what I want or you know like maybe they're looking at me and going wow look at her big strong thighs you know (laughs) yeah definitely and I think that's such an important thing being able to notice your thoughts that is something that I have really noticed that I am so much better at through like I've been seeing a psychologist for like 18 months now I reckon and like now anytime I have thoughts that are like you know aren't gonna benefit me I'm able to like recognize that that's what it is and then either like fuck it off or you know try not to fixate on it or allow that to you know keep repeating itself like I think that's such a big just a big important thing to be able to do and I think that's you know you're still going to have negative thoughts but it's what you do with them that matters Mm. and I think that's the same thing that I feel really passionate about self-love is with is I don't know how to frame this sentence (laughs) but is that you're not going to love yourself every day even you know those people that are preaching that they do they don't and that's not normal And you are going to have bad days, but it's what you do with those bad days. It's the bad days don't turn into a bad week or a bad month or a bad life. The bad day is a bad day. That's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I often find even when you are having a bad patch, I just try and like say to myself, I'm like, okay, once this is done, there's going to be so much good. Like everything's just going to feel so much better because I've had this bad patch. All the normal things are just going to feel great. And, like, try to remind myself, like, it's temporary. Everything will be so much better once this is done. It's also, like, all of the good things in my life have always come out of a time that I've been newly broken up with. I've been so sad and then I'm, like, I'm going to channel this into a business idea or a podcast or, you know, all this newfound freedom and energy. You've got places to put it. I think it's such a transformative time and it's actually a really fun time. Oh my God, absolutely. I kept saying I'm such a like, what's even like a self-development whore? 
that's me yeah. like I'm such I just fucking love it and like the last guy I was seeing we saw each other for like four months and I was in such a shit space when it ended and I was like oh, I'm so excited for this transformation like this is gonna be so good mm. and I had like I launched my business had my live show like did all of these things and I'm like if I was still with him I wouldn't have done fucking any of it exactly and I think yeah, those bad times just lead to the most amazing times and you're so much more grateful for them and you've learned so much. So, yeah, breakups actually rock. Everybody take notes. No, they do. They actually do. So I guess I want to know, like, what are the things that have, like, impacted your self-love journey the most? Well, obviously, like, I have mental health issues, so I, I have, like, depression and anxiety and that's something I've had for a very very long time and it's something I'm quite open about obviously when like I have a bad bout of depression my self-love goes out the window so that's something that you know I really have to work super hard on and you know go back to all of those mechanisms that you know are hard to do when you're in such a sad place Uh, And then also, yeah, self-esteem has always been something that I have struggled with. I sometimes think I have somewhat of like a body dysmorphia because I'll look in a mirror and go, wow, you, you are the hottest girl alive. Like you're so hot. You got it, baby. And then, you know, 24 hours later, I'm like, oh, you haggard piece of shit. Like you're so ugly. No one would ever look at you, right? Uh, so that's obviously something that I'm working on and it's something that I'm I'm kind of at a place now that, you know, I know that I'm not ugly. I'm confident enough in my skin and who I am. And then another thing that I think really impacts self-love is love with other people and dating mm. because it just impacts your your self-worth and how the how you look at yourself. Dating has been something that has often impacted how I view myself and I know that so many people are like that all of my single friends they have the exact same you know thoughts that I have am I not pretty enough am I not skinny enough am I not good enough why haven't I found love and all of that shit and that literally goes against self-love yeah no I agree I feel like dating is one of the most detrimental things to your self-love like it is it's so hard. It's so hard to date casually, especially and especially with dating apps, like having all of these people like so coming through and then either disappearing and then putting that down to you and making it about yourself when probably nine times out of ten it's not even really about you and who you are as a person. And like I find even myself, like I'll start to lower standards and cross mm. boundaries and not prioritize myself in a way that I should and then obviously that's going to impact my self-love and my self-esteem and yeah how I I guess view myself so like do you have any tips for like trying to maintain self-love when you're dating of course well this is more so in general but obviously can apply for when you're dating but more generally speaking like in this is going to sound so woo-woo and I'm not a woo-woo person. So everyone, please just excuse me. (laughs) But morning mantras. So every morning actually looking in the mirror and saying positive things about yourself. So some that I often say are you are strong, beautiful and powerful. 
You deserve all the things you desire. You are worthy of love and your confidence is contagious. I think those ones are really nice. And I also think, you know, it's good to focus on like physical aspects and saying you're hot, you're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also looks are just, you know, one piece of the puzzle. It's who you are inside that matters the most. Another thing that I like to do is gratitude. So this is slightly different. Every day at the end of the day, I've got a list in my phone and I write down three things that I'm grateful for, for that day. For example, the day that I went to Pilates and almost could have had a meltdown about my legs, I wrote in my uh, notes, I'm grateful for my strong, muscly legs. And then also on that day, I might've said, you know, it was so nice catching up with my best friend, having coffee and actually having like, you know, some laughs over coffee. So it can be really, you know, specific things about you and who you are and your body or what you look like, but also things that you've done that day. Because I know when I'm in a dark place, I can shut myself off from people. So having, you know, those nice things that I do with friends is really helpful for me. Another thing is endorphins and getting them from exercise. I think as soon as your mindset changes from exercising to change and transform your body to change and transform your mind, you will just see such a different take on the world. Like I'm a runner. I love to run. If I don't run, I'm the world's worst person. So I need (laughs) to run like every day. And I live and die by the wise, wise words of Elle from Legally Blonde, who said, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. They just don't. (laughs) So get get exercising. Uh, And then in terms of dating, one thing that I am doing at the moment is, and it's a little bit controversial and my psychologist is so against this. So, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm going so against, I'm going against the professionals, but I've deleted dating apps. And mm-hmm. I think for her, she probably sees that as a sign that I'm giving up on dating, but it's not. I'm actually just, you know, looking at different sources of finding people and going on dates. But dating apps to me just became really, really toxic they're so superficial you know they are definitely there for a purpose and I will not not be on dating apps for the rest of my life I can tell you I'll probably have them in like six months time but I needed a break from them and it has been the best thing for my mental health and a lot of it too was to do with the fact that I am so time poor and dating apps are very time consuming Mm. and there were so many conversations that just weren't going to lead anywhere which is fine, but I'm not a lonely person. I don't need to have a pen pal. But if you're if you're having bad self-esteem when it comes to dating, take a break too. Just because you're single doesn't mean you need to date all the time. You don't need to have a constant stream of dates in your life. Take a little break, take some time for yourself and date yourself, which like my favorite thing about being single is on a Saturday night, if I have no plans, ordering exactly what I want on Uber Eats, watching the film that I want to watch and then going to bed early and waking up early for a gym class. Like that is something that I love to do. But when I have a partner, that probably won't happen. I'll have to compromise on it. Don't want to do that right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, 
you don't realize how much you have to compromise in relationships until you're in them. And like, you for- I feel like you forget, you're like, you think you'll still have the freedom and ability to do things. But even just like, even if you're not technically having to compromise, your mental energy just goes like there's a certain portion that instantly goes to thinking about this other person like mm. oh what are they going to be doing this saturday night like what if we spend time together should i like message to ask to do this or should i leave the time to you know hang out with my friends or leave that for myself like it's just extra thinking that when you're by yourself and like purely single you don't you don't waste your energy doing that like you're just like this is exactly what i want to do Exactly. And yeah, like you said, it's the mental capacity more so, you know, is he going to text me back or what's he doing tonight? I hope he's not talking to another girl or, you know, just thinking about someone else, which I don't think is a bad thing. But I do think sometimes we do need to be selfish. You do need to sit with yourself and you do need to put yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like, it's just so important. And it's so Mm -hmm. important to try and keep doing throughout dating have you found that you've been able to meet anybody outside of dating apps in like a a dating capacity uh I have I've met a few people from like random nights out at a bar Mm -hmm. which is weird because when I was on the dating apps I found that I wasn't meeting people in real life because I was like everybody has a hundred girls on their phone I'm texting all these other people so there's been that um social media not a dating app right that that doesn't count it's not it doesn't yeah, count exactly doesn't. i feel like i've met a few people on instagram and mm-hmm. i also get a lot of creepy men on tiktok so i haven't gone there yet but if i get desperate tiktokers are calling <laughs> TikTok. my name <laughs> which mind you tiktok is the worst platform for self-love it is so negative on there are you on it no, yeah i am i don't post anything but i scroll through it for at least a couple of hours a day <laughs> oh, it's so toxic i like i i used to get like a bit sad because i would get inundated with negative comments like just the most horrible things and I would look at other people's TikToks and I'm like, why are you not getting bullied? Why is it only me? But since then, I've kind of put on filtered comments and stuff. But it was awful. And most of the time, I can laugh about it. I can laugh about someone, you know, on the internet that doesn't have a profile picture calling me a one out of 10. That's fine. Someone told me I looked like Owen Wilson. And, you know, slightly offensive but also I do kind of see it so he has a wife there so yeah fair that made me laugh but you know there was one day that I wasn't having the best day and I went on TikTok and there was a few negative comments and I just had to delete the app for you know a few days so mm. I think we're smart enough as human beings to know what things harm our mental health and you know avoid them when you don't have the mental capacity or strength to deal with it. And it doesn't mean you're weak or that you're struggling. It just means today's not the day to get bullied by a stranger on the internet. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think that's such an important point is to know what doesn't make you feel good Mm. and be able to implement boundaries so that you don't make yourself feel worse. Yeah, exactly. And that's a point like about self-love. It's about knowing who you are and knowing what triggers you, what makes you happy, what makes you sad and, you know, going from there and basing your life around those things. 
Yeah, exactly. Do you have any like advice on trying to work out who like who you are to know to know those things? It, that's a very interesting question and it, it's hard because I feel like I've always known who I was. I've always been quite strong in like my personality from a young age, but that's not to say, you know, things like high school didn't make me you know, subdue myself a little bit. But I I think if you don't know who you are, it's taking the time and, you know, writing down what, what you like, what you like to do, what you like about yourself. And then also what you don't like, what you don't like to do, what you don't like about yourself. And, you know, write the things that make you happy, the things that make you sad. And also, I think it's really important to know who you are in looking at who you want to be. Like for me, I'm someone I really want to be known as someone who is happy, who makes people smile, is fucking funny and is just a good time to be around. So although I'm not those things all of the time, that is a huge part of who I am because it's what I want to be known as. So I think that's really important too. And, you know, looking at your careers, your hobbies and whatnot as well. But I I will say it's really important not to take like your self-identity from work and career. I think a lot of people do that and I've definitely been one of those before. But yeah, you just need to take the time to work out who you are. It's, I think it's easier than it sounds maybe, but maybe I'm just, I just aced that task. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) I know for myself, I've had so many like identity crises. Is that the word? Crises? Uh, Identity (laughs) crises. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even my best friend will say, she'll be like, Emily, like there's been so many versions of you. Like I, like we can literally pinpoint all the different phases, like there was literally even like a country phase where like full hat boots. I have a stock whip in my like closet. I was going to like Denny Master and all these country things. Like I've had so many identities, I guess. And like, I was so lost. Like I remember it was the first year of COVID and I just was like, who the fuck am I? Like, I didn't know how to express myself with clothing, like looks, anything. And like, I was just really confused and it like it was distressing like I just didn't know who I was and it wasn't until I read the book um the success experiment by flex mummy yeah yeah and I remember the first question was like who who like who are you like describe yourself and I literally had a mental breakdown I was like I don't like I don't I had to google like words and like had no idea and I messaged all my friends I'm like how would you describe me and it started this journey of like actually trying to work out who I was internally because all all before that was kind of like external like how am I like my appearance and like how do I want to be perceived by like other people it was the first time I actually sat down I was like actually like what are my values what do I how do I actually Mm. tick like who is actually inside here and from then I like started like just doing more I guess intentional journaling actually answering questions and then once I started with my psych I was like oh my god like that just helped so so much and then honestly like coming back to the appearance was when I first cut my fucking fringe it went a bit more blonde and it was just like the old me had died and I was like okay this is this is who she is I was yeah. like, this is me and since then it's just been such a like 
positive I guess journey and like I actually know like okay I know who I am and what I want and it's just such a nice feeling yeah and I think too throughout all your phases there might have been you know certain personality traits like were you always loud and funny and confident like if that was something you know then that is part of who you are and the thing is too we're always changing we're complex human beings and I do think a lot of our like personality traits like are almost like paradoxes of themselves you know they're complete opposites I'm someone who is super extroverted half the time and then in the other half of the time I am the most introverted person you will ever meet so I I think you know finding those kind of clashing uh personality traits too is really important because you're like shit how can I be both of these things how can this be me but you can be you can be both yeah no absolutely and I think you don't have to put yourself in a box like you don't have Mm. to like be like okay this is what I have to fit or I have to be like this forever like everything's like fluid like I every year constantly like developing and becoming more one way than the other or then like going back the other way like it just and it depends depends on your mental health too like I'm such a different person when I'm in a bad headspace compared to a good headspace like it's so fluid exactly and like even you know fashion and fashion trends like I'm someone who is obsessed with fashion it's my number one hobby I would say but at the moment I don't like the current fashion and it doesn't really suit my body type either like put me in low-rise jeans and I will vomit not a but... fucking chance not a fucking chance not a my chance. ass does not fit in them oh my god it's literally horrific it's like do you want me to have like the biggest muffin top in the whole wide world which is fine if you do like love yourself in any shape and form but god it does not flatter me <laughs> no I agree as soon as I saw them coming back I was like no oh yeah. please no I was like high waisted is the only way for me <laughs> oh I know and also like I just remember when you were younger <laughs> you would wear low-waisted jeans and your ass crack would be out half the time like I don't need that I don't need that fear in my life no, literally. <laughs> it's literally horrific. I hate seeing that in men. Oh my god. The man I even went to the pub the other day and there was somebody oh. sitting on like a bar so I was like disgusting. Put it away. But Put it away. The poor loves. Do they make male high waisted jeans? I don't think they I've do. never seen it. I've They're never seen That's probably why we have Yeah. That's probably why we have such an issue with like plumbers cracks yeah. and stuff, because they don't actually make them for them. It's, I guess, like, traditionally, they don't have the hips for it to sit on nicely. I think this is what the podcast is now about. We should make male high-waisted jeans. That's so sexist that we don't have it for them. I've literally, I don't think I've ever seen it. Everything is low-rise. Yeah. Like, Poor literally things. everything. I know. Wow. I'm trying to think of any, but at least always below the belly button. Always. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go yeah. find some boys I feel like on I'm going to have to Google this and see some, like, <laughs> men in high-waisted jeans just so I can picture it. Yeah. I'm really concerned for them. I feel like Harry Styles wears, like, some high-waisted jeans. Oh, pants. yeah. Yeah, he, no, he does. He definitely does, especially, like, the... Um, like, the pink flares. Yes, that's about. exactly... <laughs> that is exactly the image I had in my head because I saw somebody... Um, I was at a pub in Melbourne yesterday in St Kilda and somebody had, like... Oh, a guy love. was wearing pink like flare like pants oh yeah okay well maybe everyone needs to take some fashion advice from harry and then we'll have less 
plumber cracks Plums out cracks. there. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> it would be. It would be. So for people who like want to, I guess, begin that self-love journey, obviously you said before like tips on what to do, but do you have any advice, I guess, on like actually knowing where to start? I think, you know, what we just touched on, the first thing is working out who you are and who you want to be. I think that is the most important thing. And then it is so like trial and error. It's what works best for you. Uh, Like, you know, I do my morning mantras in the mirror and I also write notes on my phone. I know you've touched on before, you love to journal. So for you, maybe it's journaling your feelings and journaling, you know, some positive things that happened every day, just so you've got that little spark of positivity. Uh, I think too, it's honestly, if you can afford it, see a psychologist if you're Mm -hmm. struggling with self-love. I have seen a psychologist since I was like 16 years old and it is the best money that I've ever spent. But that being said, it is extremely expensive and it's something that, you know, I hope the government can help subsidise more so than they already do because it's fucked. I know. It literally is. And when they cut like the extra 10 sessions that people will be able able to get with COVID, I was like, that's so fucked up. I know. And also I think like look into different avenues for it too if you are a uni student I know that uni courses sometimes like have you know the the uni students studying psychology and they have really cheap sessions with them and then the notes are overseen by someone who is fully qualified as well so there are different ways to kind of find help but you know there's also like meditation apps. I fucking hate meditation, but might work for you. It works for a lot of people. And then also, yeah, I think one thing for me is just moving your body every single day. Like, and it doesn't have to be high intensity. You don't have to go for a run. You don't have to sign up for an expensive gym class. Go for a hot girl walk. It is so good for your mental health. And I know it sounds like how will that make me love myself but once you're in a good mood you start seeing good in everything including yourself um I think that's kind of it for my tips yeah yeah. as for like the moving for your mental health I know this is something I've guess have struggled with it's like okay well I'm seeing everywhere people saying move for your mental health do you have like or like at least your experience on like going from changing it from being about your body to mental health because I feel like you see it everywhere but it's so hard to actually change your mindset to make it about that honestly when I first started running it was to lose weight I'm not going to lie and it was all about physical appearance and I just fell in love with it and the endorphins that I got changed who I was and my outlook in the world very very quickly and then it it just easily became into running for my mood and it was like if I don't get a run in today I'm gonna be in a shit mood so I need to go for a run and I would be like oh sorry guys I can't go to brunch until 11 a.m because I need to run first and it it was about prioritizing it but it the reason I prioritized it is because how much it impacted my mental health. Also, there's so many fun gym classes now. So find something that you like, like Pilates, Reformer Pilates, where you like jump on the jump board. It's oh, like it's tra- so much fun. It's Cardio trampolining. Reformer. It's like trampolining. It's so fun. Uh, I do a lot of like 
boot camps uh, like Barry's and 1R. So it's like half a class on a treadmill and then half the class on the floor. And it is so hard. I just love it. And I also find too, because I do lots of different workouts between like yoga, boot camp, Pilates, there's just so many different kind of people I'm surrounded by and body types and I can't really compare myself to anyone because if I go to Pilates, yeah, there tends to be a few people that are skinnier than me. But if I go to Barry's, all these people are like freaking tanks and like they've got like washboard abs and I'm like, oh, I don't look like that either. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah, just finding things that you enjoy and I don't know. I, if your body can move, I, I find with like the really hard gym classes, I am so proud of myself that I could do it. And I'm so grateful for my body for actually pushing through it. Um, but yeah, it, it is a hard switch. It definitely is a hard switch, but yeah, finding the things that you like and doing some low intensity exercises as well, like walking and actually, being outside half of the time when you're exercising is a really good point as well because it just makes you really grateful for you know where you live yeah absolutely and I think an important thing which you said was like trying a whole different lots of different exercises like don't just do what you're ever seeing people do or you think you should do like I know on TikTok I always see like weightlifting things and like don't just think (laughs) I have to like do what everybody else is doing like find the exercise that feels good for you because there is so many different types and if you're just going like say you think okay running is the best way for me to like lose weight and that's why you start but if you fucking hate running don't do it like find what actually works for you And if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to commit to it either. And it will feel like a chore and it will almost make you feel worse. Yeah, absolutely it will. Yeah. I don't think I've ever regretted a workout. But that being said, like there's so many classes I've done before. I try to do a new class like every two weeks or go to a new gym just to change it up. I use ClassPass too. So that is my recommendation. You can just try out all the gyms near you. But I have been to so many, you know, Pilates studios that I hated or, and I just never go back because it's not serving me. You'll find what you like. I do really want to try like, you know, the bungee classes. And I also yes, want to. I've seen those. Oh, they I look amazing. There's, any in Geelong, there's not any in Melbourne either. Like, I think there's one quite far out, but I'll commit to it. I'll do it even just to try once I feel like yeah. that would be so much fun I don't know if you could do it every week like surely you'd get bored right I, I don't know I guess so I don't know I also don't know how my pelvic floor would go I'm so bad with jumping uh-huh. and like now that I like I literally like as a kid jumping on a trampoline would have like you only like leak a little from like oh, no. jumping <laughs> oh my yeah my pelvic floor was so bad and now I have a fucking prolapse so my like Pelvic floor is just cooked at the moment. <laughs> yeah, maybe you stay out of the trampoline. No, or I'll I need like a towel back. underneath yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And I also really want to try rock climbing. Like yeah. I'm scared of heights though. So oh, are you? I TV mean, like it's a hard to stop. There's actually a rock climbing wall at my gym and it's so much fun. Like I oh. love going up it it is scary though when you get to the top because you can't like you could fall but like it would fucking hurt so like because you're not in heart like you're not harnessed up you literally just climb up it and it's like it's all the way nearly to the roof like it's a fair height um so it's kind of scary once you're up there but it's fun 
I feel like on those like free climbing walls, I can always get up, but I can't get down. So yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Do you find like I was talking about this with my best friend yesterday about like self love, and I guess then falling into this trap of pressure to like improve yourself and like feeling like you have to constantly be on this journey of like I need to be better, I need to be better, I need to love myself more, I need to love myself more, and like it can almost nearly become like this toxic thing instead of the positive thing it should be have you like ever experienced I guess that struggle no because I'm perfect no (laughs) 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 next question no I definitely have and I get what you're saying and I think for me too and people that I meet are like oh my gosh you're so positive you're so happy you're such a fun time and then like half the time I'm in bed depressed, like don't want to get out. And I, I do struggle with that a little bit because I don't want to be known as that version, which is sad because they're they're both sides of me. Uh, I think, you know, finding the balance is I just try to be really open, as open as I can, especially, you know, with my friends and whatnot and saying how I'm feeling. And I don't find a pressure to kind of, improve myself per se I feel like once you know who you are you feel pretty settled and like once you like who you are you don't feel that pressure but yeah I don't I don't know like I I totally get what you're saying there is this pressure and I I think that's why I wanted to create selfish sesh to be really honest about this self-love journey that it isn't linear you're not going to be happy all the time it isn't like just a ray of sunshine over here and I don't love myself every day and no one loves themselves every day but I think you look online at all of you know the self-help podcasts and all of like the blogs and these influences and it's like every day they're positive every day they're fucking grateful no you're not no literally (laughs) literally they're not (laughs) No, I find that it can be quite toxic on social media, just constantly like people putting stuff out there. I've also found this is just something recent, which it's not necessarily self-love, but kind of fits into, I guess, a bit of like toxic positivity Um, because like I've been experiencing this prolapse and I was talking about it the other day and then I had a couple people reach out and being like, oh, you don't seem very empowered and like educated about not educated but like feeling empowered about this and like using education to get empowered and then I had somebody else be like oh you should you know I want you to feel empowered to use this pessary which is like this cube thing it's like a menstrual cup I have to put in my vagina every day and I was like hang on why I'm like my pelvic floor has based like is shitting itself and my bladder is now dropping down why should I have to feel empowered about this experience and I was like I can almost guarantee if it was men they wouldn't be like oh you should be feeling empowered about the fact that (laughs) like your rectum it has a prolapse like yeah and I was just like so confused I was like am I missing something here like why is everybody saying that I should feel they want me to get to a point of feeling empowered about the fact that I have a prolapse I was like just so confused and like I felt like it was feeding into this toxic yes. positivity that they were putting on women to be like, you have to, you know, always be this positive, loving thing. 
I I think, yeah, it definitely falls into toxic positivity. And, you know, the fact that you're sharing something that could be quite personal and something that you could so easily keep to yourself, I think is a good thing because people can relate to it. And I think you being honest about how you feel about it is a good thing. If you were coming here being like, guys, guess what? I'm so excited. someone else who's going through the same thing would be like, what the fuck? I've been crying about this or I've been so scared. Why is no one talking about this side? I do think the internet, like everyone just gives us unsolicited advice on anything and everything. And I I do think there are so many influences that are, are, you know, paving a way of showing the bad side of their lives as well and showing that they're not always positive. Mm. But then they get hate on that as well because people are like, but you're so pretty and your life's so perfect. You're so ungrateful. And it's like, no, I'm not ungrateful. I'm having a shitty day. Like everyone has a shitty day and I'm going to feel shit about it today. But mm-hmm. yeah, I that is, that's crap that you have to go through that. I know. I just thought it was so interesting. I was like, it's such an interesting concept. Like, why should you have to feel empowered about a medical condition if it's making you feel shit? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's weird. And I was like, it. I don't know. It was just one of those things that I noticed. And I was like, I feel like that kind of ties into so much of like, um, like self-love and people trying to be happy and this and that. Like, it's just, we're constantly trying to strive to be this perfect thing, even though that's so unrealistic and it's so normal to just you know, have days where you fucking hate everything or not enjoy experiences that actually aren't enjoyable. And I think too, like the way that you should look at self-love in your situation is you don't have to love what you're going through, but yeah, I exactly. think what you're going through doesn't impact who you are, right? Like you're no. still the same person. You're still the fun, sexy person that your friends described you as and what you're going through doesn't stop that. So I think that's where you you find the balance. It's like, okay, I love who I am. This is part of who I am. And then you might be going through something that, you know, is a stage or a phase or it's something that you're still coming to terms with. You don't have to love that. Like, no, you don't. Like, it's so okay to not love what you're experiencing. Exactly. And I think being able to show up and stay true to who you are in the moments when it's shit is probably Mm. also another form of self-love. Like, you're able to stay true to who you are and not necessarily follow what is expected of you in that situation. Mm, exactly. And I, yeah, I, I have many thoughts about people <laughs> coming into your DMs about this, but they're not PG and I could go on a very big rant about it, but people on the internet low-key suck. <laughs> no, they fucking do. They, they, <laughs> they honestly do. do. They, they do. honestly do. Do you have any tips, I guess, for like building confidence alongside self-love? I th- honestly think the morning mantras is mm. like my number one thing at building confidence. It's, you know, you set the morning up right by telling yourself that you're beautiful and that you're confident and that you're a, an amazing person. I think that is something that always just sets up my day right. And it's something that I always, always come back to. Yeah, no, I love that. I love them too. I go through phases when I use them. Often when I'm like on a big high, that's when I'll stand in front of the mirror. I'm like, you are fucking amazing. (laughs) And like really just like solidates it, even though I know I should do it on the days when I don't feel it as well. Um, And I think also just faking it till you make it. That has been the biggest thing for me. And I constantly like remind myself, 
just fake it till you make it. I always just tell myself what would Beyonce do and I just channel her energy. <laughs> I, I channel her energy. Like she has an alter ego, Sasha Fierce, which is like her really confident version of herself and her like stage presence. Have a Sasha Fierce, you know? Mm-hmm. You're right. Absolutely. Fake it until you make it. Yeah, I've, I love that. So I'd love to know what is something that is orgasmic to you? Do you mean like physically or mentally? Or anything. A I think anything. So. Like just something that's orgasmic to you. I've had literally answers from water to like sexual things. Absolutely anything. I wish mine was water. I don't drink enough of that. But <laughs> I would say for me, it would be confidence that isn't cocky. And I think that is a very, very fine line. But yeah, confidence that isn't cocky, that is orgasmic to me. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. So where can my listeners find you? In many, many places. So my podcast is Selfish Sesh. It is a really hard name to say and I wish I named it something else. But (laughs) on Instagram, it's just at Selfish Sesh. And then I have my personal Instagram, which is Marissa Jane, M-A-R-I-S-A-J-A-Y-Y-N-E. And that is also my TikTok where I post more about all of this stuff and more of my dilemmas and my self-love journey. I love that. So thank you so much for coming on to That's Orgasmic. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much. I have had so much fun. As always, Shaggers, please reach out with any comments, questions or stories, either through my Instagram at That's Orgasmic or my email emilyduncan at thatsorgasmic.com. Please subscribe whatever platform you used to listen to this podcast and leave a review as I'd love to know what you're thinking. So thank you, Shaggers, and I'll see you next time. <gasps>